Hey there! You're listening to Make New Friends, a weekly podcast about the trials and tribulations found in the realm of friendship. We're your hosts, Mary Aikman and Sienna Mooney. Let's make new friends! Woo! This week we're going to talk about keeping friendship groups separate, but also a very special term called friend poaching. Oh my gosh, I was so excited when I was doing the research for this and I was just telling Mary before we recorded that I didn't even know that there was like an actual term for this. If I'm being a little honest, I thought that I was just like making it up that people stole other people's friends because that seems to happen to me a lot. But um, no, it's real. I've seen TV shows and stuff that'll talk about that. But sort of like as a side story, not anything like really serious that breaks up the friendship or what have you, you know? Right. I feel like I'm thinking of a Lizzie McGuire episode that was like that. Oh my gosh. I'm sure there was. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. Oh my gosh. Uh, with the girl Andy who looked exactly like Lizzie and started hanging out with like Miranda and Gordo and she was basically trying to like become Lizzie. I'm a huge Hillary Duff fan, so like, of course, I got your back, Mary. Don't worry. <laughs> I knew, I knew you'd come in strong with that. <laughs> anyway, enough Lizzie McGuire talk. Um, so let's get into the the meat of this. All right, Mary, I have a question for you. Yes. Have you ever introduced two groups of friends and then they started hanging out without you? No, but I definitely know that I've been the person who has been introduced to a group of friends and then started hanging out <gasps> with those people. Traitor. <laughs> I didn't stop hanging out with the other person. I just was sort of integrated into the friendship group. And then actually it's been later on in life that I've hung out way more with those other people rather than with the person who originally introduced me to them. That is so interesting. Oh my gosh. I never would have thought that you would be the poacher. (laughs) Okay, but here's the thing. In a lot of situations, I don't think the people are realizing it. Yeah. I definitely didn't realize it at the time. Like now that we're talking about it, I'm like, oh yeah, that kind of happened um and no one ever brought it up to me so it's not something that I could like correct but yeah I definitely feel it it's it just it will happen when there's already like a set group of friends and someone is introduced like that it's just going to naturally happen because certain people are just going to get along better than others you know yeah and you can't really it's like you can't stop who you love (laughs) you can't stop who you're friends with yeah that's true (laughs) speaking of like love I was reading this article on glamour.com and there's this quote from the psychologist Susanna E. Flores who is the author of Face Hooked How Facebook Affects Our Emotions Relationships and Lives oh god she says uh, in regards to friend poaching that the situation is uncomfortable it almost feels like your friend is having an affair because a third person has entered the relationship and then they end up excluding you from the friendship so I think that is so true like I've been on the opposite side so you've been the poacher as far as I can think of I haven't been the poacher knowingly who knows maybe maybe I have been but um I've always had friends poached from me Mm. So I think I think this will be an interesting episode because I think we're coming from both sides of the equation, if you will. True, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We keep it balanced here at Make New Friends. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Sorry, I just I literally just like cringed. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Well, so since you've been the poacher, let's talk a little bit about like friendship circles. Okay. Like do you have separated friendship circles at the moment not at the moment I definitely have in the past so in the past I've had like my church friends or my like camp friends who are sort of the same 
Well, mm-hmm. no, I had my church friends, I had my camp friends, and then I had my school friends, and then I had my other school friends because I had two groups of friends at two different high schools because I'm weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is a little weird. <laughs> Leading a double life much or a triple life with all of your friend yeah. groups. Yeah. Wow. So I would like – I can't remember if I meant – I think I mentioned this a little in the school episode early on. If you haven't listened to it, go check it out. Um, I think it's episode three. Uh, yep. Yep. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> episode three. I had a friend from camp who went to a different high school, and she brought me along to stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is actually the situation where, like, I kind of, like, made friends with her friend group mm-hmm. more than her in some situations. I would go to, like, all their football games and a lot of sporting events. I would, like, not go to my own football games. I would go to yeah the other school's football games. And I went to, like, all their homecomings. I went to junior and senior prom. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I, I was just, like, really involved and I liked them a lot. And so she introduced me. And now it's, like, I barely ever talk to her. And she was someone who I, like, I still would, you know, I would invite her to my wedding. She's still a very good friend. But, like, I see some of the people that she introduced me to originally like I talk to them way more I see them way more like Mm. whenever anyone's in town we're always like together like the last couple times that like she came to town and I was also in town like we didn't see each other but those other people we like go out of the way to see each other right and it definitely wasn't as pronounced in high school but there were definitely times when like I would hang out with them and she wouldn't be around you know Mm. which I never knew how that made her feel but I feel like she's the kind of person that it probably didn't bother her but I definitely like stepping back and like realizing like, oh, yeah, that's kind of what was happening there. Wow. So that's where friendship groups sort of got intermingled because she brought me from camp. Right. And introduced me to her school friends. Right. It worked out well in the end because like her other really, really good friend was from a different school, but was also from camp. And she also got introduced to this group of people and like. Some of those people are still friends who may not be friends with her originally. It's all crazy, you know? (laughs) Yes, it certainly sounds like it. Um, That's really interesting that all of your friend groups seem to have been, like, in real life. Like, you didn't mention any, like, internet friends or anything like that. Obviously, like, you're talking more about... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, because while you were saying all of that, um, I was trying to think, like... Did I have separate friend groups? And I don't think I really did. I was just kind of like friends with the people I was friends with. But the main friend group distinction I had was like IRL friends and online friends, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that that's like certainly how my friend groups have been over the last few years, really. And I think that's really interesting that all of yours are like physical real life ones but I do know that you have a ton of online friends now so yeah I think back at that time I it just I didn't really have online friends I think the separation for online friends is me starts in university so anything that happens before that it's kind of separate yeah well do you think that it's a good idea to keep those friend groups separate like did you ever make a point to like oh no I'm not going to invite my church friends to hang out with this other group of friends no I don't think I ever intentionally was like oh I'm not gonna invite anyone I just don't think it naturally like thought about it you know like oh I should invite this person because like I try to go for I want to make everyone as comfortable as possible Mm -hmm. even if they want to make more friends like if it's gonna make them uncomfortable because they don't know anyone like I'm more like okay I'm gonna protect you and like leave you out of this you know yeah (laughs) what about you um I've definitely been on the outside like I had a friend once who 
never invited me to stuff with their group in university because we were in separate programs and they like went to karaoke once a week or something and I love karaoke and I was never invited because like I guess they thought I wouldn't enjoy it uh so that was um really hurtful to like just not be invited to that kind of stuff and I think that that's one of the one of the main reasons it can really suck if you uh, intentionally exclude friend groups from other friend groups, you know? Right, right. But I do think that, like, in certain instances, it might be a good idea to keep friends separate. Like, obviously, if you know the people pretty well and you have a good judge of character, you might be like, they will hate this person or, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that kind of tension is not really necessary. So I think that's a good instance where you might want to like say, uh, I'm not going to invite Terrence to my <laughs> Terrence, <laughs> Terrence to my housewarming party <laughs> or like, okay, so I'm married and one of the things like married couples tend to do is like have boring like house parties like really boring like dinner parties or something like that Um, and so if I was having a dinner party I probably wouldn't invite someone who is really into ragers like a house party with a keg you know because it's a different sort of vibe they might not like it I mean It depends. I might invite them anyway, just to be nice. But there's a time and a place to invite people, so. Right, right. And a lot of the time, I don't think it is, like, intentionally trying to hurt people, though I'm sure, like, that happens. Yeah. For you, I'm wondering, did you ever bring up to that person, like, why am I not invited to karaoke? Yeah. It was a really tense moment because, like, they were my best friend. And so it was one of those things where it felt like they were trying to distance themselves from me. And in hindsight, I think that they were. And that's fine. Mm. You know, people grow apart and whatever. But I think on their part, they should have been more upfront and, like, tried to... I don't know, uh, start a conversation so that I wasn't just like left hanging in the dust like, oh, so you went out and did this stuff and didn't think to invite me, your best friend. Yeah. So that was hurtful. But um, it's just like a shitty situation to be put in and also to be the person to like start that conversation and be like, I'm hurt that I wasn't invited to this thing and you won't invite me. Like I was never invited Mm -hmm. to those things even after I told them that I wanted to be so it was um yeah it was it was a crappy crappy situation well I had a thought um when you earlier were bringing up internet friends um because later on in life for me internet friends have become IRL friends because I've moved to places where like I was actually around those people like look at us exactly and I do have a person that I can think of that introduced me to of a lot of people in London. Mm-hmm. And she does this for a lot of people. She's just like one of those girls that like she'll just talk to anybody. She's super friendly. Nothing stops her from like inviting people to do things, you know, mm-hmm. and which I think is such an amazing quality because for me, it's always like anxiety about like, oh, I don't think they'll have fun or like what will we talk about or like what if we don't get along, like yeah. you know. So she will just do that. And I... I know in her 
situation. There's been lots of people who she's, like, introduced to the group who have gone off and, like, been better friends with other people Mm. and, like, almost stopped being friends with her in a way, but still, like, in the same larger social group, you know? Yeah. But not, like, as close one-on-one. And, like, I can't imagine being her, like, introducing so many people or, like, bringing people into a group and then them, like, going and finding other people they're so much better friends with. Yeah. And I've never actually really talked with her about it. Like, we've talked about how, like, she does bring a lot of people into the group and everything but I've never really asked her like what her feelings are on that and I definitely feel like I should because I would love to hear that side of it like how she feels like is it is it something that she just like rolls off her back or is it actually something that kind of bothers her sometimes yeah um because I know even in our personal relationship I definitely became better friends with some people that she originally introduced me to Mm. and it's just like you know (laughs) yeah yeah no I totally get you I think if I were in her situation I would feel so sad (laughs) like all the time because like it sounds like she is a really nice person and um very giving Mm -hmm. but it seems like she's not getting it back you know what I mean right right she's the matchmaker in all of these matches but who's gonna match the matchmaker you know is that a thing? It might be. It sounds yeah. like it should be. Um, you know. I feel like there's a movie premise about that. <laughs> Except like romantic instead of friendship. Right. Or being like, you're always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Right. <laughs> Something like that. Wow. At me next time, Sienna. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I'm Skyping with you. So I think you heard that. <laughs> Um, But yeah, I think that if it were me, I would have a really hard time like making new friends because I would feel like I wouldn't have any friends, like any real friends that actually wanted to hang out with me. Um, I would feel like a stepping stone for a lot of people. And I don't think that I would enjoy Mm, it. But who knows? I mean, maybe she feels very like proud to have made so many connections for people. I think that, that there's also like an upside to it. It's not just like oh, I don't have any friends because they've all made better friends than me. It's like, well, you know, someone had to introduce uh, Barack and Michelle. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I want to be that person. I know. If only we could just go back in time. (laughs) Uh. Anyway, so we're going to take a little bit of a break and we'll be right back. And we're going to talk about how to handle friend poaching. See you soon. Hey guys, it's Sienna. Thanks for tuning in to episode 8 of Make New Friends. I hope you're enjoying it so far. Alright, let's get into the break. As you guys know by now, we don't pay to advertise the podcast, so if you're digging what we're putting out here at Make New Friends, why don't you do us a solid and spread that good, good word. You know what I'm talking about. Tell your mother, your brothers, your sisters, and your lovers all about how much you love Make New Friends. Or, you know, you could just send a a tweet, I guess, if that's more your jam. Another way you can show your support for the podcast is by leaving us a review on iTunes. Not only does it help the podcast grow, but it also helps new people find out about the podcast too. So kind of a win-win. I also want to say a huge thank you to everyone who has sent us a question for our advice and Q&A episodes that'll be later on in the season. If you guys have a question you'd like to be answered on the podcast, it's not too late to do so. You can send us an email at makenewfriendspodcast at gmail.com or just tweet to us at newfriendspod and we may use your question in a future episode. Okay, that's about all I've got for you. Um, The next episode of Make New Friends will be out on August 2nd. Back to the episode. 
welcome back. Uh, so let's get into how to handle friend poaching. And this is if you are the one whose friend is being poached. And the scenario I guess we should use is if say it's your best friend and one of your other good friends, all right? So the first thing you should do is assess the situation. Are your two friends intentionally leaving you out or could it just be a misunderstanding? Either way, don't jump to conclusions. Maybe just take a step back and look at the situation and see where it goes. Like, is it happening constantly? Are they going to the movies without you on like a weekly basis? Or did it just happen that one time when you were busy? So I don't know, uh, you know, you need to feel it out, get a feel for the situation. Point number two is talk to them. Let them know how you're feeling. They may not even be aware that you want to be invited or to hang out. So it's worth having a conversation and letting them know what's on your mind. I think like communication, obviously, as they always say, is key. Mm -hmm. So if you just voice your concerns most of the time, like I said earlier, like I didn't realize that that's what I was doing at the time. So all you have to do is be like, oh, hey, like I just want you to know I'm like feeling kind of weird about like not being invited to these things that you guys are doing. And like usually there may be just like an innocent explanation or you might get down to like a tougher part of your friendship you hadn't realized is like happening. That is such a good point to make. Um, yeah, I'm really glad you added that in. Um, and another thing to remember, this is point number three, is that we don't own our friends. And we should expect our friends to meet new people and develop independent relationships, none of which should affect the bond we share with them. Um, and even if the circumstances dictate that our friend spends more time with a new acquaintance than she does with us, it still shouldn't come between us. And I think that that's something that I have a hard time um, practicing because, like, I care so much about my friends and it really hurts to see them move away from me. So I think, you know, it's, it's really important to just remember, like, we're our own people and you shouldn't expect your friends to just not meet anyone except you, you know? Right. And also at the same time, if you really, like, appreciate them and love them as a friend that, mm -hmm. like, you understand that sometimes people just grow apart or that they grow into different circumstances. Yeah. If those circumstances are better for them in a way, like, if it's, oh, a friend group that is going to help them, like, get a new job or something, you know, mm -hmm. then you are going to want to be happy for them and their new endeavors. Yeah. I think that's a good point, too. But it still definitely hurts. Like, that definitely doesn't stop it from hurting. Yeah. But it can maybe alleviate that in a way, I suppose. Yeah. And also, like, I think once you get older, you, I think, start to take it a little less personally. Obviously, the circumstances may be different for everybody, no matter what age. And depending on your relationship with the person, it might not even hurt at all. But um, I think as you do get older, you mature a little bit more and you take things at face value and you tend not to overestimate this friendship or whatever. And, um, you know, it'll pass. So our final point is if the friend is unwilling to consider your feelings in the matter, that's a huge red flag and it might be worth thinking about taking a step back from the friendship, which is just self-care, really. Yeah, like you don't want to be sticking around in a friendship that is uh, just like hard on you. And if your friend isn't being considerate of your feelings, like they're not being a good friend and I think that there's a bigger issue than them moving on to a new friend you know I think you, you need to have a serious talk with them mm -hmm. cool 
So the last section we want to talk about is what to do if you're the one poaching a friend. So um, I guess let's just dive into it. Mary, you seem to be our resident expert. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Getting thrown under the bus. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. (laughs) Okay. So the first point is to be considerate. You may just have instantly clicked with the new person, but don't forget about the person who introduced you. They introduced you because they wanted to hang out with you guys together, which is yep. such a like important point. Like, I love these two people. Let me yeah. put them together because I want to be with them both at the same time. <laughs> yeah. It's like you want to be the the filling in a super awesome friendship sandwich. Yes. <laughs> you know, it, it would suck to just have the bread in that sandwich and not the filling. So, <laughs> so like, think about it that way and you mm-hmm. realize, like, oh, maybe – Maybe this thing isn't going to work out without our friend that introduced us. Yeah. (laughs) Also, another point to make with that in terms of like being considerate with the friend who introduced you, you should invite your mutual friend to hang out with you guys so that there's no hard feelings and nobody feels left out because like that's going to suck if all of a sudden like after say your birthday party, Jennifer and Jemima just start like texting calling each other 24 7 and they like go to the mall every week and you have no idea until you see it on snapchat because I'm down with the kids right or Instagram (laughs) stories on Facebook live yeah well snapchat is dead (laughs) yeah apparently you bring up really point with that is when we were in high school because I feel like a lot of these feelings are probably like high school university time that yeah. If you experienced them and I, like, was doing the poaching, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> that we didn't have a lot of the social media that kids have nowadays. Like, we would see it on, I guess, in university, it'd be on Instagram. Um, and then, like, in high school, it was, like, on Facebook or on oh, Twitter yeah. if, like, your friends were using Twitter. And now it's, like, there's so many avenues for people to see their friends hanging out with each other. And it's definitely FOMO. Mm-hmm. You get FOMO, even with people you don't even, like – you're not that close with or you're not even friends with you're like oh damn I wish I was invited to that (laughs) because you see yourself and you're like sitting in your bedroom at like 1 p.m and you're watching the west wing for hours and hours on end you know (laughs) so (laughs) yeah so that's something that we didn't experience I can't even imagine how it would have been if we had been in high school and like snapchat and instagram stories in particular had existed because it's just like heart-wrenching yeah it really sucks anyway next point is operate as a threesome with your new friend and your old friend this is a great way to ensure that your old friend doesn't feel left out when you want to hang out with your new friend too yeah i also read on this website pairedlife.com they had um an article titled is friend poaching ethical and they were saying that you should probably operate as a threesome for a number of months until it's like not weird that you're suddenly hanging out with this new person because I think the main thing is like if your mutual friend is just like cut out of the picture really quick that's messed up and they're gonna have like hurt feelings so it's Mm -hmm. just it's important to like be tactful about it and um you know hanging out the three of you I think is a good way to segue into the next level of your friendship you know at the same time I think like If it's unnatural for me to be like, okay, I need to make sure this person is with us, then I feel like that's doing a disservice to the friendship in the long run because it's like if I'm not naturally just wanting to hang out as a three-person group, like I'm basically like giving, you know, 
I'm just giving, no, I can't think of the right, I, for some reason, fan service is coming to mind. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know why. I'm giving fan service to that other friend, like the person who originally introduced us, because it's like, if I don't naturally want to hang out, all three of us, it's going to like hurt it. You, you realize what I'm saying? I, I do hear what you're saying. And I think that it's a valid point. I do also think that um, <laughs> being the person who has been like, essentially right, the, th- right. the third wheel, it cuts you know like it cuts into you Mm -hmm. when you realize like you're being excommunicated and you introduce these two people how could they um it it sucks yeah but i do think you know you make a good point like you shouldn't lead people on even in like a friendship capacity and you shouldn't like pretend to be something you're not but i do think like if things are still good with you and the original friend, um, you know, why wouldn't you want to hang out with them, you know? Right. That's true. That's true. Also, mm-hmm. I think it shows, like, that you are, uh, what's the word? It's like you appreciate them for introducing you to this new person kind of thing. Right. It doesn't mean that you're like, oh, let's be three best friends together unless that's what you want to do. But if it's just like oh, this is a new friendship with this person, it might be a little rude to our mutual friend if we don't, like, invite them. And if they say no, then, you know, that's fine. But, um, yeah, I think there should be a transitionary period for sure, though. Like, just so <laughs> so it doesn't um, make things weird, you know? Right. So, essentially, you're saying if you want to be an asshole, then be an asshole. But, like, yeah. if you are actually thinking about the other person, then it, it would make total sense for you to keep them included in the plans for a little while. Yeah, definitely. I think you just dropped that E word. I love the E word. Ethical. <laughs> and I was like, hmm, but is it ethical to bleed someone on? Mm, hmm, you hmm. know, <laughs> yeah, I think that there is, like, there's definitely two sides to this, uh, as evidenced by us being the two sides sides um but i do think like it's fine to poach friends it's just the manner in which you do it you know like correct don't be a dick and don't like you gotta have consideration for uh your friends obviously Mm -hmm. like if that person is a shitty friend and you have no intention of retaining your friendship then do whatever you want you know use your moral compass if you wish But um, if you still want to see them and hang out with them and have no hard feelings, like, you need to take their feelings into consideration when you are beginning the new friendship. Agreed. Yeah. Any final stories you have in Um, terms of friend poaching or, like, friend circles intermingling um, that you would like to share? Yeah. Well, so in terms of, like, specifically friend poaching, I do have one specific, like, experience where – I had a best friend from middle school. And then when we were in high school, I was really good friends with this other person. Uh, We were never like best friends, though. But I introduced Mm -hmm. them and then they became best friends and like way better friends than I had ever been with either of them. And um, we were in the car, like, driving from school to one of their houses. And it was one of those things where, like, they were making fun of me or someone we knew. And I was just pissed off by it. And I was just like, no, 
drop me off here. Like, I don't want to hang out with you guys because you guys are mean. And um, so I kind of just drew the line in the sand and was just like, Mm -hmm. you guys can be best friends. Like, I'm not going to be party to this because they were like making fun of either me or someone else or something like that. Um, Yeah. And I think like the last time I spoke to one of them, they actually like brought that up about how like I just dropped them as a friend. So interesting how stuff just comes back to haunt you right but i don't know (laughs) i think i'm better off (laughs) i don't know if it's haunting you i think that was a very like brave thing for you to do and courageous and i think that's like something that you should be proud of rather than like it be haunting you you know I don't know. I guess haunting you mean is like that they brought it up later on in life. Yeah. And it's just like over time, like people misremember things and whatnot. And, you know, to be fair, I might be completely misremembering this moment, but I feel like that's probably correct. Mm-hmm. But I'm not friends with either of them anymore. So it really, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so. Right. <laughs> <laughs> True. True. Yeah. I think that's it. I think um this has been a really interesting episode on friend poaching. I'm still like so flabbergasted that friend poaching is actually a thing um (laughs) and i encourage you to definitely check out like the blog and the show notes for this episode because there's going to be some really good links to articles and stuff um that i was reading and um yeah it's a real thing so don't feel paranoid if you think that your friend is stealing your other friend from you because you know they might be whether it's intentional or not they might be (laughs) although i feel the term is very like graphic yeah it invokes what does it invoke (laughs) it invokes well like poaching you know the word poaching like killing or like killing off or taking you know it's very dramatic yeah and i think that ties in with the feelings you experience when your friend is being taken from you you know like it's gripping and you feel hurt or at least I did because Mary hasn't experienced it yet (laughs) I mean I'm sure I have but I don't think it it obviously didn't bother me as much as it bothered you (laughs) I think it's more of the way we make friends like what we've talked about way earlier on in this series is that I tend to have a lot of friends who are more like on acquaintance level than like close. Right, yeah. And so when it happens on an acquaintance level, it just doesn't hurt as much. Yeah. Or you don't even realize it half the time. So that's probably why. Yeah, you're so right about that. I mean, the only instances I really have are from like my really good friends, like right. screwing me over is what it feels like, you know. But I think we're just different people. And I think uh, this whole podcast is going to be like us comparing our differences and our similarities (laughs) okay i think we've waffled enough about friend (laughs) poaching (laughs) okay should we get into the intro or the outro yeah all right well thanks for listening to make new friends do you have a story about friendship you'd like to share email us at make new friends podcast at gmail.com or hit us up on twitter and facebook at new friends pod special thanks to our producer alex papworth and music by max wallace For show notes, research, blog posts, and more, head on over to makenewfriendspodcast.com and we'll see you next week.